Fuck, I just went brain dead. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so I am talking to... Can I just call you Gabby? Is that fine? Yeah, you can call me Gabby. Okay, most people on my channel know you as Peachy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you told me a very few interesting stories not too long ago about the first house you... I think, it was it the first house you moved into or was it you moved into eventually? So that was actually the second house I lived in. The first one was really not too, too bad. Like haunting-wise, we would see like the odd thing here or there, but it was nothing compared to my house in my teen years. Okay, and you you also mentioned that this house actually is kind of popular in that area? Yeah, it's it's definitely gained some traction recently because there's been, since I've moved out, there have been quite a few deaths at that house. Like, I'm not going to name names, obviously. No, 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 don't, yeah. But, um, like, the, the person who owned the house, because it was a rental, right? Like, we did not own that house, it was a rental. The person who owned it ended up passing away in the garage of Heart Attack. Oh, we wow. We had a baby pass away of SIDS, like, right after we moved out. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's heavy. Do you, how long ago was that when, when these uh, took place, these occurrences, like, these um, unfortunate deaths? They would have been... I think that the death of the actual landlord was probably... I lived in there, I would say, from, like, in that house from, like, 10 till 16 or 17 when I moved out. I can't remember which. I believe I moved out when I was 16 from my mom's house anyway, so probably 16. So I would say it would have been around the maybe 2011, 2012, around then. Okay, okay, okay. That's actually not that long ago when I think about it. No, it's not long ago at all. <laughs> ten, about 10 years ago, yeah. Yeah. And some of those deaths were more recent. They were within like five to six years. So, jeez, jeez. So, how how old did you say you were when you moved into this place? I would say I was about ten years old when we moved in there. Okay, okay. And when you first moved in, did you feel like there was something up with the play, the the property or the house or anything like that? Was there like something that really kind of just made you think that something was off or not right? You know, I feel like you can kind of feel the energy of, like, an old house. They always kind of feel creepy, you know? <laughs> right, right. No, I get it. I get it 100%. So it's kind of hard to say whether it really felt any different than any other old house. It, you could, it's tough to say. I would say no. It really just felt like an old house. Like, any other old house kind of has those kind of creepy bones to it. And I think that's kind of the scary part about them is that, you know, you just don't know. Uh, sometimes places, like you said, yeah, they give off that vibe and you just kind of know what you're getting into. But with certain houses like this one, you just didn't know what you were getting into. So it kind of made it a little bit more shocking when stuff actually started happening. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was it was kind of normal for honestly, like the first year. It was like pretty normal. Nothing really crazy happened. So it was very unexpected when it all just shit hit the fan. Do you have maybe any idea why this stuff started happening? Do you maybe do you like any idea at all? I have no idea. I have no idea. I know we didn't go into what I think the the kind of I don't know how to explain it. What I think kind of the 
root i'm gonna say the root of evil which sounds very dramatic <laughs> sound like zach baggins <laughs> exactly i watched too much ghost ghost adventures right <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I love ghost adventures <laughs> me too <laughs> but yeah i would say like the we it was like probably maybe a few months after we went into kind of look around in the basement because we knew that it had a basement and we had been into the basement before but what we realized is part of the basement is like dirt like you walk down the stairs and there is a massive pile of dirt this house is old as hell so you know <laughs> right right it's got like dirt it's it's not finished at all but we walked through the there's like a you go down the stairs there's dirt on the right hand side and there was a little door which did not actually have doors like a doorway we would go through that doorway and behind the furnace because something was going on with like the furnace or whatnot and there was like a window to like just like an empty room that we could not get into and it was pitch black even with a flashlight i swear you couldn't see anything like goodness gracious could, yeah it was <laughs> it was messed up but you couldn't see into this you could only see through like a little like like i would say average size window in there I don't know how, how they got stuff in there. There was definitely stuff in there from previous people who lived there, but you could not see it. Like, we were told that there's stuff like that in the basement from other people. If we can get in there, we can take it. <laughs> but yeah. We can never get in there, right? So <laughs> how the fuck are we going to take it? But um, after we kind of went in there that day is, I think, maybe when things started acting up a little. I'm not really sure. So maybe... I was young, right? So. No, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I would. No, I get it. Because I, when I start, first started experience, experiencing the paranormal, I was really young too. I was probably about six years old when I really started like experiencing things that I just couldn't explain. I would say either six, between six or eight, like around that time. And no, I completely understand. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely understand. And what if, is, do you think there was a possibility one of those things inside this little space or this room could have been? possibly maybe something i i truly believe in my heart of hearts that if they were to dig up and look around in that basement they would find bones or something there is something in that basement something is so wrong about it right next to the basement was a laundry room if you were even in that laundry room you could feel like you could feel the heaviness coming radiating from the basement now this place is in canada right <laughs> yes yes okay okay <laughs> okay, because like I'm just sitting here like now I kind of want to go there in a sense just to like get a feel of it, but I don't think that's possible if it's in Canada. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, that's very interesting. When what what was the first experience that you had as a kid that just told you straight up that this place is haunted? And did you believe in ghosts at that age? I, I'd assume probably not. I mean, oblivious probably to most of the things like that. I was, I wouldn't say I was oblivious to it because when I was like really, really young, I would see my grandpa at the foot of my bed. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I had, I had never met him because he passed away when my mom was 16. That's crazy you mentioned that because my sister actually has a kind of similar story to that experience that you mentioned it. That's kind of, it was just, wow. <laughs> Um, she, she didn't get to know my grandpa either. As a matter of fact, I really didn't have the chance and opportunity to kind of get to know him. But she, one day in my old house, which isn't standing anymore, it was burned to the ground by the fire, uh, fire station. Mm -hmm. But she went under the bed one day 
And she came out of the room and she rushed up to my mom and dad and said, Grandpa told me to get out from underneath the bed because it wasn't safe there. And she had never met him or knew who he was at all. And they did that typical thing where they showed him a photo book, you know, showed her a photo book and showed her a picture of grandpa. And that she said that was the guy that was underneath the bed. Yeah, my experience was a little bit different. No, <laughs> it <didn't>... was, but <laughs> certainly reminded no. me. <laughs> it's definitely, it's got, like, I feel like it did, like, did, was she feeling threatened by it at all? Oh, I did no. not feel threatened. Oh, no, okay. she she was not threatened. So that's, I guess that's not too, too different than I would see him at the end of my bed, but he wouldn't make any noise. He wouldn't talk. He wouldn't. Would he just really... stand there and look? Yeah. It was like he was watching, like he was watching over me. It's kind of a sweet thing. I mean, for me personally, like it doesn't matter who you are. If I see you as a ghost and I know you're dead, it's going to freak me out no matter what. But like, but I, I, that's, that's sweet though that, yeah, you just, you just didn't feel threatened, which is, I think is a good thing. Cause I don't think most spirits, I think most spirits don't necessarily mean harm. I, I mean, I just, there's a lot of people who will automatically point fingers and it just, even that story with the conjuring, if you actually looked up the real true lore of the story, the story with Bathsheba Sherman from the conjuring, actually it was never Bathsheba Sherman who was haunting the parent family. It was actually the, the spirit of Mrs. Arnold that was haunting the family. Yeah, I actually, I was just, I've been reading through the House of Darkness, House of Light yeah. series, so. <laughs> I, I just, I haven't read the book, but I have been kind of listening in on Andrea Parent talk about it and everything. And she said, yeah, Bathsheba Sherman was just a name that Lorraine Warren mentioned. Doesn't necessarily mean she was the one responsible for all the dark happenings that were happening there. So it kind of sucks that if Bathsheba Sherman was innocent, she got all of that blame and all of that shit because of the movie. No, yeah, they like took Bathsheba Sherman and kind of ran with it, I feel like, in the yeah. whole Conjuring series. Yeah, and all they had was Lorraine Warren's, that, that's all they had was Lorraine Warren's kind of just throwing a name out there, and that's just who they decided to throw under the bus. And it's just kind of sad because we don't know the full yeah, it's story. Yeah, sad, actually, because her, like, grave, yeah, and her, like, grave was, like, like, people were, like, doing stuff to her grave and stuff, and it was, like, destroyed, and that's really sad to think about. Oh, yeah, I remember that video of Andrea Perrin literally crying because she found out that they decimated her tombstone in Rhode Island. And it's just like, wow, the disrespect to the dead. Yeah, exactly. We've we've talked about that before. Like, I can't stand that shit. I feel like people don't understand that there are demonic entities that can take the form of people who have existed. Like, like, did it ever occur to somebody that maybe it wasn't Bathsheba, but maybe something just using her form or maybe like just like to me, it's just there's so many things that people left out and so many possibilities people left out of that real story that just kind of infuriates me. I'm with you. I agree. I, I feel like it, it might not even be like something like maybe she probably is there, but she's probably like just kind of pissed off because... Of everything, if anything, like she's probably pissed off because people are dragging her name through the mud. <laughs> like she's yeah. probably worse now than she would have been back then. And there was no actual evidence of her actually being a witch. There's no evidence. Exactly. So it's just we just kind of threw her name under the bus because, well, Lorraine Warren said it. Poor girl. And on that part alone, I kind of feel bad. Like I really do, because unless I literally like actually have physical or just any sort of evidence that she actually murdered a baby i wouldn't believe it yeah 
Um, I wouldn't want someone doing that to me if I died. I would, so I, but um, anyways. <laughs> we got sidetracked. <laughs> no, yeah, we did, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, but anyways, getting back to your house and the first ever, you, you just mentioned that the grandpa was probably your first experience, I would say, like first ever interaction with a spirit. Yeah, that was, that was before, that was in my house before this, the one that I lived in in my teen years. This house, uh, you told me an interesting story that you said there was a woman that yeah, would visit she, you? Yeah, that was actually the first time I had ever seen anything since okay. I was like eight years old. She would be standing, like, my doors were like French doors. Like, I think I've showed you a picture. They had like a uh, glass and I would see her standing outside of the door, just like standing there. And at first I would think it was my mom, right? And I would get up and I would open the door and nothing would be there. And then you'd lay back down and would she like just magically reappear? She was there again. Yeah, she was there again. Oh my gosh, fuck that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was scared. Yeah, And I shared too. a room with my sister too. And she would see this too. And she wouldn't even like... She, she? It's, she's a skeptic. Would she ignore it just completely? Yeah, she would ignore it. She's younger than me too, though. So she, I don't think she really understood. She probably thought it was my mom. Yeah. Like, no, no offense. It's just that that story alone is like, just to hear about it is scary enough. And, and it, it only gets worse from there. Like, it's it was like a steady escalation from that point. Do, do tell. Do tell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should go zero to 100 and go straight into <laughs> probably the craziest one. Hey, you I can... will. I'll do kind I... of, I'll ease my way into it. By okay. After I seen her outside of my door, I would, I kept having like these reoccurring dreams where someone would like a woman that was wearing like all black she had like a black face veil on she would walk me around this house and every room we would go to someone would be dead in there <laughs> like we had a it was the world's tiniest bedroom like i wouldn't even call it a bedroom it was maybe two rooms down from my plate from my room and someone was hanging from the fucking beam in there oh like my hanging God like a noose from the beam which this was a... it was traumatic you have to bear in mind i was like 11 years old when i was seeing this <laughs> so to be like, honest did it traumatize you yeah absolutely. yeah i'd say I'd, ha I'd have to say if it didn't traumatize you you'd be one of the toughest people i had ever talked to because like that would traumatize the heck out of me at that age i still like i still like i'm shaking a little telling this i'm sure you can hear it in my voice i can yeah like I think. it's yeah you can <laughs> i can't help it it's it was very traumatic no shame seeing that when you're that young even though it's in a dream it was not like it was like i was there like it was it felt so real do you think she was showing you this for a reason yeah, I think because here's the thing, at the end of the dream after she would bring me to all the rooms and show me people dead in these rooms, she would always stop me in front of the basement <laughs> and tell me not to go in there. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> she would stop me in front of the basement. She would say not to go in there, never go in here. And it actually wasn't technically right in front of the basement door that she would stop me. She would stop me like right at my mom's room. Cause my mom's room was right next to the laundry room, which was, which brought you right into the basement. And she never told you why? No, she never told me why. It was the same dream. Like once or twice a week, I would have this dream. 
Oh yeah, then you know there has to be more behind it than just like just being a dream. Yeah. Yeah, and Definitely. I tried looking into the house. Like we have a library downtown where they have like records. Mm -hmm. We could not find anything. I feel it. Like, so it's probably things. If anything happened on that property, it took place probably before they could be even documented. Yeah, and like I said, this is an old, old house. Like this house is like at least a hundred years old. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if the, it, there's so many, you know, there are things in this world that we will never like actually like ever know that could that ever happened. We've tried to look up history on my house, the house I'm living in now, and we just could never find anything that was documented. And But we feel like there could have been something that happened in this house. So like that really just your such story kind of reminds me a lot of my own story in a sense, because there's, you just, there's nothing. Yeah, it feels like connected almost. Ah, connected. <laughs> kind of like Sam and Colby stuff, how it's Ew, always connected. don't even say it. You know I hate them. <laughs> but it's always connected. There's always. Wouldn't that be creepy, though, if it actually kind of was? Yeah, that would be creepy. It feels like connected, like, I don't know. I can't explain it. it I'm glad that the spirit wasn't like a threatening spirit because it didn't sound like it was coming off that way. Oh, well, that's the one spirit, right? <laughs> yeah, the one spirit. <laughs> I think she was protecting me. I kind of, I can't explain it. When she would stand outside of my room, of course, like, for the first little while, it felt like, oh, that's really crazy, right? Like, what's happening? Sometimes she would even come into the room. Like, I would see her not at the end of my bed, like, onto the side of my bed. My bed was pushed right up against the one of the doors. I don't know. We didn't have a lot of room. <laughs> my mom had five kids, right? So only three of them were living with us. And my younger sister is not technically blood related to me. So, <laughs> you know, we lived in like, the house was kind of big, but it was, we still had to share rooms, you know? So we had to make room for both of us. I let her have the one next to the window because I have like this thing where I hate being next to sleeping next to a window. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> which I know is makes me sound like an idiot after me telling you I seen freaking someone hanging from the ceiling by their neck. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, she would be like on the side of my bed sometimes. Like it was really truly. I think I've told you, like, I would feel, see her looming over my bed. She would do that. I don't know if you mentioned looming over your bed. I might have said it to Cheyenne then. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, because Cheyenne's heard all these stories too. Nah, you did not mention that. Oh man, that's, like, that's <laughs> literally level, like, conjuring level shit that's happening. Yeah, I think that if, if they had a paranormal investigator, like, investigate that house, it would they would get some shit they would definitely get some shit that's awesome that is awesome i gotta yeah. say and i can't like you you mentioned something about how they've wanted you to be involved with the house haven't they yeah yeah so maybe a few months ago around like hollow no it would have been longer than that it would have been like july or something they do like these haunted ghost tours in my like the location that I'm at, they're like walking tours. And they wanted me to do an interview at this house <laughs> to discuss some of the kind of ghostly happenings that's happened. And because everybody really knows this house, like <laughs> everybody's it, heard the stories. It's gained a reputation. Yeah, it has. It definitely has a reputation. 
And apparently it does have some history because the house next to it was a historical, like it was considered a historical building. It was like the town doctor lived in that house next to it. So it was the same property. Holy smokes. Yeah. So um, it has like a, if you look like you can see a little plaque, like there's a plaque on the building (laughs) next door to this house because the doctor lived there. We don't think anything kind of creepy happened there, but it was a doctor in like the late 1800s, right? Who's to say? No, no, it makes, gosh, it's a rich history, like with this. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say rich, but you get, you get what I'm saying. Like there's a lot here that just, wow. Um, Yeah, there's a lot. And it, it really only ever got worse too. Like until we moved out, it only got worse. You mentioned that it was only one of one of the spirits in that house. Mm-hmm. What did you mean by just one of them? How bad did it get with certain ones? Well, I I mentioned that I kind of felt like she was like protecting me from something that was like in the basement. I did eventually find out what was in the basement <laughs> to an extent because around Christmas time, this was a few years later when like I would see her and she was the most active one in the house. Like, she was the most active spirit in the house. Eventually, a few years later, it was, like, not too bad. She would, she was creepy, right? <laughs> like, it was creepy, yeah. and I was having these right. creepy dreams. But a few years into living there, like, I was maybe 13 or 14 at this point. Around Christmas time, my mom goes all out around Christmas. She, like, has this kind of stuffed angel mm-hmm. that she would, like, put on the wall. <laughs> Me and my sister, Taya. We were like fake boxing with this angel and I had my hair in a ponytail at this point. And mind you, this was like in the middle of the living room Yeah. and next to the living room was the bathroom. Like we were fake boxing with this angel and out of nowhere, just completely nowhere, my whole body, like <laughs> my hair stood up on my arms and everything. I just like felt like something was next to me. My ponytail goes up like she visually I have shown you a screenshot of her remembering this happening. My you did. Yeah. 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 My ponytail went up and I was dragged across the room into the bathroom like I had to hold on to the bottom of the baseboards. Yeah. I remember you telling me this. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's next level. Did you like actually go out and get help or was that it? What did you guys leave or did you stick around? So after, I would say, after I was dragged, I didn't really move. I was, like, laying there holding on to the baseboard. <laughs> Petrified, yeah. I was scared shitless. My sister was, like, frozen in place. And then out of nowhere, I was just, like, up. And we ran out of the house. I did go back because I do have dogs. <laughs> I did have dogs Aww. at that point. So I did run back and get the dogs, and I put them outside. And we ran to my friend's house. who was, like, a couple streets away. It was the most her i still even right now yeah, I, I can tell it in your voice like, yeah i'm like <laughs> yeah i can tell it's the worst thing that's ever happened to me truly it was so would you say that was probably a demonic entity it, i think that in my personal opinion in my personal experiences the only thing that can do that kind of damage is demonic because that's the first thing I would have thought of. The second it like literally lifted, fucking dragged you across the floor. Like that's next level powerful shit going on. Yeah, and it would show itself in ways like that 
quite frequently. Like things would just, you would feel something like tugging you back randomly. It would very rarely actually physically touch your skin. I don't know if it like could not physically touch my skin or something. It would always bother me. Like I was always the one who was kind of intuitive with the spiritual world. My sister, she was a believer after that. I'll tell you that. She was a believer after that. (laughs) If that something like that doesn't make you believe, I don't know what will. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I actually have like, I have screenshots of her like remembering this happening and like it was a shared experience, right? Which are kind of rare to have. Oh yeah, no, it's most of my experiences happened with me just being solo, um, unless it was taking place in the woods that we would go to. But other than that, yeah, it was just mostly me experiencing the stuff. We all experience different things, but no, nah, it's that's that yeah. that to me would have been probably the moment I would have been like, "Fuck it, we need to get out of here right now. We need to move." You, and the thing is, my mom believed me through everything. That fucking yeah. glorious response of just, okay, that's serious. We need to get out of here. Or like, I believe every word you say. Most of the time, they'll just be like, uh, you're looking for attention or that's a big one. You're looking for attention. And it's just, nah, it's, that's terrifying. When you when you realize no one's on your side, that's probably more scary than ever, anything happening to you because it's just, you're in it by yourself. Yeah, and I always say I kind of feel like I don't know if there's any truth to to what I'm going to say, but this is what I've always felt. After that moment where it physically touched me, I feel like that is when the whole of the paranormal world really opened up to me. Because since then, in my adult years, I am noticing more ghostly things than I ever was. When's the last time you actually experienced something like this? Um, I want to say October, early, early October, I would see, like, I could, I have, I think I might've mentioned this in chat once. I could like hear someone calling my name (laughs) and I live alone. Like I don't live with anyone right now. I have a roommate, but he's gone three months at a time. Like he was, he was not here at this point. And I would like, I could hear it and I could kind of feel breath like on the back of my neck. And it was just saying my name and it didn't feel threatening or anything like that. I guess that was like the, um, probably the most recent, but I did have kind of a big, a big dog event, I call it. (laughs) That's what I call kind of the big ones that are kind of, really, that really scare me. And that would be probably early 2021, maybe. So basically, and this one is not as lengthy, unfortunately. This one's pretty short, but it still scared the life out of me. It Because it's like something that I feel like you see in a horror movie. Like, of course, everything I'm saying is kind of crazy. I said it. I did say it was like conjuring level <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah. But this is like in my adult, like my apartment that I live in right now. So I was leaving my room at like three in the morning. I must have forgotten to close my curtains. I always like straight down the hall of my bedroom. You can see like there's a turn and then straight down. There's a huge window, a curtain there. I always keep those curtains closed, especially after this. I'll tell you that. For for obvious reasons. (laughs) I was walking down that hallway and it was like pretty dark. And I looked and I like seen something behind me. And at first I was like, oh, that's just my reflection, right? Like, I peek my head out, like, into the kitchen. 
I go into the kitchen because it's all one straight shot. Like it's a tiny little apartment, right? Right. So a straight shot and then to the left is my kitchen. I peeked into my kitchen and I peeked my head out behind me and there was nothing there because I was like freaking out, right? <laughs> like <laughs> it'd been like a while since I've had like kind of a crazy like, oh, I see this thing. I can clearly see a face. And then I peeked my head out thinking, oh, it must have been my own reflection and I'm going crazy. I peeked my head out towards the window and the face was still there, but it was not in the hallway <laughs> at all. Fuck. <laughs> so I like, now mind you, I didn't feel threatened by this. It just kind of startled me and like scared me because it'd been so long since I'd seen anything like this. Yeah. I don't think, is it something you ever get really used to though? No, that's exactly why it scared me. Yeah. I think it's yeah, it's like, it's like been a while. I'm sure, like, even people who claim they're psychic mediums, if they really are psychic mediums and they see these things, are they ever going to get really used to seeing a dead person? Like, I, I, I just don't see it. I, I certainly wouldn't myself. I, if I ever see, like, if I ever saw a physical form standing in front of me or looking through me through it, like, at me through a window, I think my response is always going to be the same. Either I'd be petrified with fear or I'd be turning around and running. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I did. <laughs> like After I seen that, that's what I did. I ran out of the apartment without my keys and got locked out. So I did that. I, I've done that several <laughs> times. I, yeah. Ah, oh, gosh. <laughs> Again, your, your stories are very similar to my stories, like in a, in, a, in a weird kind of weird way. I'm not saying it's connected, but it is weird. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Are you the middle child? No, I'm the second youngest. Okay. I was about yeah. to say, if you were the middle child, it would have been almost perfectly. I'm the middle <laughs> child, and I grew up with about four siblings. Yeah, four siblings. So it's very, it was kind of weird when you mentioned like five siblings and stuff, and it was just like, wow, it's actually kind of matching up a little bit, which is crazy. <laughs> I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to make it connect, but no, like, that's it was what just I, that's what I meant before when I said connected. I didn't mean like, oh, it's the same thing that was haunting me was haunting you. Yeah, I no. meant like, it's like the connection, like the you and I connection between like our spiritual experiences. Right, right. So would you say the getting your hair pulled was possibly the worst it's gotten? It, I don't think anything can compare to that unless it that's kills literally me. being physically like grabbed and thrown or like dragged is like next level kind of if I was ever doing a paranormal investigation, which I, if I can someday, hopefully I can, mm -hmm. and I get dragged, I would even consider like never doing it again, <laughs> like seriously, yeah, and you know it kind of had a weird opposite effect on me because after I experienced that. Like I said, I became more open to the paranormal and I was like, okay, well, something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I became more fascinated with my experiences. It's kind of interesting that you became more open with like seeing things and, and, uh, being more fast again, like kind of like me being more fascinated by the subject. It's, it, it, and it's certainly like, I'm grateful for everything that's happened to me. Mm -hmm. seeing that demon sit, uh, hovering over my goal. I mean, there's just so much I'm actually grateful for. Like at the time when, when I was going through it, obviously not, but like looking back on it, it just kind of makes me kind of feel an appreciation. Like I was showing it for a reason. 100%. And I think that's why I, I like have like a sweet spot for people who are skeptics of the paranormal, oddly enough, because I feel like they haven't experienced that. So how could they know, you know? Exactly. I've experienced, I mean, really scary situations. I mean, there's a, there's a story I have that literally makes no sense. And <laughs> it's, it's one of the most hard to believe kind of stories I have, 
where I was like eight years old and I would see these shapes and shadows move up and down the walls and I just could not explain it. And I was wide awake that entire night. And I, that was my first experience with the paranormal, that whole story right there. And I remember I was watching Sam McColby's Queen Mary video, which they claim is the reason why they believe in the paranormal so much is because they were just, you know, getting knocks. And I'm never, I'm never trying to compare my encounter, my first encounter with someone else's, but like, man, my encounter was like a thousand times more insane <laughs> and like more yeah. terrifying. No, I, yeah, I'm with you. I'm to the point you. where I literally couldn't debunk it because I was eight years old. Even now when I look back on it, I'm like, could, it, could those have been like car movements outside, but could they have been cars passing by? And it, it makes no sense that they would look like that if they were cars. So it just, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. And then I got like a the fever of like 101 degrees. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. I saw it literally that entire night. I'm laying in my parents' bed. My mom and dad are next to me. And my little, I remember Brianna, who was really young at the time, was in the crib next to the bed. And I'm watching these shapes and shadows go up and down the walls. I've tried to wake my mom up like twice during that night. And she was so tired that she just did not want to wake up. And I remember by the end of the night, I was laying on the bed with my little sister, Brianna. And they just told me to watch cartoons because they could see how scared I was. Mm -hmm. And during this cartoon, I can't remember what I was watching, um, but I see in front of the TV screen smoke appear, like someone smoking a cigarette. Mm -hmm. And and then all of a sudden, like someone took a big whiff and just blew it in my face. The smoke came right into my face and I had a fever of 101 degrees right after. Oh, my God, that is that's yeah. something too see that is really crazy like yeah. people always tell me like oh my god your stories like your paranormal stories are like crazy they're almost unbelievable i i'm thankful to have a lot of friends who have had similar experiences to me so they're very open-minded to things like this but like hearing that like the smoke in the face like that sent chills down my spine <laughs> like literally someone taking a smoke like a puff of a cigarette and just blowing it in my face and it was like the craziest like the craziest thing i remember i got out of the bed after the smoke dissipated i got out of the bed went into the living room and i was like sick sick and they checked my temperature and yeah i had a fever and i didn't go to school that day Oh my god that is so crazy like that like did you smell anything when you felt the smoke or just like out of curiosity i i honestly that is one of the things i just can't remember oh I but i that. physically i physically saw the smoke go right in my face it was the craziest thing yeah i left my See, little sister in that room because yeah, I, got I was so just gonna say what, what, what about her like where is she is she still <laughs> and that's that's the same room years later where she saw my grandpa underneath the bed. Wow. Yeah. Yep. It, wow. It, so when you when you give me these stories, to me, it's like I can I can believe it. I I have no reason not to believe it because I've experienced things that I cannot explain one hundred percent. Yeah, and your shadow story actually reminded me of the hat man. Like when you said that, that was also a more like I have experiences with like a shadow figures i will see like them on the wall mm -hmm. running around my room sometimes yep like still to this day i will still see that and i always try and debunk it in my brain but i will always remember this was not in this apartment in the apartment i lived in before this one my bed was like facing the door so when i would wake up i would be facing the door because i was always turned that way. I remember taking off my sleeping mask because I always sleep with a sleeping mask because I'm a pampered princess. Uh-huh. <laughs> so 
so I took off my sleeping mask and I seen like a completely black like when I say black I mean like black black just like yeah against the door it was looked like it had a long trench coat it had no features whatsoever it was just black and it had a top hat on like and I looked it up after and I was like everybody so many people have seen this shadow figure in their lives I wonder yeah. if there's more to him Oh yeah, no, I did. That's to me like that. That is always the typical image of a shadow person, right? Like that, the trench coat, the top hat. That's always what you see. It, it's so weird. Maybe there's some truth behind it. Maybe there's a reason why it wears a top hat and where, why it wears a trench coat, and we just don't know. I have no idea, but I it was there, like clear as day. It was there. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that it scares me. It, it, that. It, there's so many questions. There's so many questions to the spirit realm and demons and, you know, shadow people, whether, you know, there's so many questions. I, I'll never, I don't think we'll ever get the answers for until we're dead. It's, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of scary to think about, but it's like also kind of fascinating at the same time. It's really fascinating. I'm all, I always want to know more. I think that's kind of what pushed me into like Wicca and being a Wiccan and what kind of pushed me in that direction of spirituality over necessarily religion. Right. Right. Now I, I'm like, I'm a Christian myself. I grew up mm -hmm. in a household where we talked about God a lot. And my grandma, who was very religious, talked about God and the devil. And I remember, I, I remember the day when I told her, I saw that demon and I'll never forget what I told her. Cause it was so not me to say this, but I said to her, I feel like God showed me that thing for a reason. I felt like, because I wasn't threatened in the moment. I was a little bit terrified, I won't lie, but I wasn't terrified at the same time. And I didn't feel threatened. I was just watching this thing in its acts, like doing its own actions, doing its own thing. But it didn't, like it wasn't like a, it looked in my direction, but deep down, I didn't think it was looking at me. Wow. And so then it was did... just gone after four bullets. I, 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 I did the typical thing. I opened my eyes and I shut my eyes and I opened them and I shut them and he was still there. After the fourth time, he was finally gone. Wow. Yeah, that story, when when I watched that story on the channel, it was, it really hit me. I was like, yeah, I've seen shit too, like <laughs> 100%. Do you think that that was maybe your like religious awakening? Definitely. 100%. 100% fascinating i i had never i think I, I i even thanked god for that situation really yeah it was such a weird thing it was such a weird moment in my life i just remember i went over to my grandma's house and me and my grandma we don't talk all that much but i i told i talked to her about this because i felt like you know she was so religious and she would understand everything and she was shocked when I told her and I, I described it to her what it looked like and everything. And do you think she believed you? I do. Good. I do. I do think she believed me. And Good. I think she was fascinated at the fact that I didn't feel threatened by it. She was kind of shocked. I think that I didn't feel threatened by it, but I didn't think I was in it. It's like, I think what was happening in that situation was it was following Michael because it was hovering mm -hmm. above Michael. And Michael had told me about him being followed by a shapeshifter. Oh, man. And I don't know if I told you guys or anybody this story. And I might have mentioned it once or twice. But Michael actually experienced a shapeshifter himself one day, one night. And this actually, um, when he experienced this shapeshifter, everybody in the house woke up 
and they did a say a Native American seance on the property right there and then. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? They say that that's a bad omen and it's a sign of death when you see your own doppelganger. Yep. I live around, you know, I've, I think I've mentioned this a few times. I live around um, a few Native reserves. So I am around kind of that spiritual energy all the time. And I have spoken with like Native American like mediums. I don't, she didn't call herself a medium. I can't remember what she called herself, but we have like a like I have her phone number like we're that close at this point because I have experienced even crazier things that I just don't talk about and I will never talk about understandable we have like stories of like cryptids and skinwalkers there was a whole thing like in the late 1800s or something crazy a long long time ago in my area where they thought that there there was like a poltergeist, like haunted house poltergeist thing. They thought it was a poltergeist living in this house and it ended up being a skinwalker. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, wow. which is, I feel like is worse, but apparently that is how it is. Like if they get into your house, they kind of do like pol- almost poltergeist like activity. That night when Michael experienced his own shapeshifter, I mean, I told he told me the story that him and a few of his friends were in one room and they were just sleeping and laying down. And at some point in there in the night, the owner of the house, whose name was Star, came over to the bedroom door, which was wide open. But Michael knew the second he saw her standing in the doorway that it wasn't her. He said he turned like he turned from it and then he turned back around to notice it wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. And a few seconds later, he started hearing ruffling right next to his bed and he got out of bed and said, get away from me right now, get the hell away from me. And everybody came running in, including star who he just apparently saw and said, get him out of the house. We're going to do a seance. Oh my God. Oh, ew. I hate that. Yeah. He said the, the, the ruffling sounded like someone like shaking a grocery bag, like repeatedly. Oh my God. That is scary. I, get, it's making my arm, my hair stand up right now. Yeah, like, I was going to say, I'm like, <laughs> and that's like creepy. To be honest with you, I think it was the same fucking thing I saw in my room. Really? I think oh, it was the, the thing same, you think was following him. I think it was the same exact thing. Wow. Yep, I think he was being followed by some, but something that he got an attachment from somewhere. I, I couldn't tell you where he got it from, but I don't think it's following him anymore. But it mm-hmm. certainly it had a little odd connection but but anyways getting back to your property (laughs) getting back to your because your property seems to again have like its own kind of reputation in your hometown it does yeah have anybody has anybody else experienced things there and come up and explain them to you or or have you heard any stories yeah i've i've definitely heard some some stories from the the woman the people who lived in the house after us was like a young couple like maybe early 20s um, and they are the one who lost their their child, passed away there, like their baby. Okay, yeah. Passed away in that house. We have spoken since then because she did not stay in that house very long. And the reason why <laughs> is because <laughs> actually kind of pertains a little bit to me as well. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It, it, when I say that it gets like, it just keeps escalating. I've not heard anything about this house. From what I've heard, I will say, as of right now, the people that are currently living in that house have not experienced anything. 
Well, that's at least good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. But I will say she did tell me that some like pretty crazy stuff would happen. Like things would go flying across the room, smash into the wall and stuff. They were never touched or anything, but they would always see like shadows against the wall. Things would just go flying across the room. Oh, oh my God. I don't know what this is. This is, she told me another story. I cannot for life remember mm-hmm. even, <laughs> even when I tried, like this was a while ago. This was actually only a few months ago that we were talking about this, but it wasn't like a significant crazy thing. It was just like, she thought it was like her cat or something that was knocking something off in the kitchen. She went in there and she seen an apparition or something. Oh but, Yeah. <laughs> and it was the woman and I don't think that the woman would have done something bad no that didn't sound like she was that type of spirit that entity no she, I think she might have been kind of trying to get their attention I know that they have since because I actually the medium that I like I said I have her number and I she calls herself I think I want to say a Native American healer okay but um, she lives on on the reserve and part of the reason why I know her is because she did do like a cleansing of that house Uh-oh. and she's done yeah she's done some on my apartment as well because I had um what I believe was a skinwalker or something kind of uh, trying to attach itself to me at one point that was a story for another day I don't I I don't even like saying that word <laughs> out loud be I'm honest scared though that, I'm do scared you, it will come back do you think it has something to do with the old house yeah, I yeah. do. I do. I really do. Because she told me when she was doing this cleansing of my old house, they could hear my name. Like, not just like, I'm not saying like they could hear Gabrielle. They could hear Gabs, which is something that only my family ever calls mm. me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So something that was around when you guys were there, probably heard that nickname and was repeating it. it. Yeah, it was like, just like every once in a while during this cleanse, they could hear like my name, like Gabs. Wow. Wow. Uh, so, I think that, I think that that thing still does visit. <laughs> I think that that thing still visits me. Yeah. And I don't think it will ever not visit me. Are you threatened? Do you feel threatened at all by it? No, I don't. I think it's because I, as I have kind of blossomed into, you know, the woman that I am, this with the spirituality and the, you know, the Wiccan aspect of my spirituality, yeah. I've learned to protect myself. So you just know now that you're just a lot more confident than you were back then in yourself to keep yourself protected and you have a lot of confidence that, you you know, you're just not as afraid of these things as you used to be. Exactly. I'm I'm confident I'm in charge. I know that I can protect myself. I think I think what a lot of paranormal YouTube paranormal groups, not going to give any specific names, but what <laughs> they like to do is show they're afraid, which I think is a mistake. Oh yeah. Because you're literally that's literally what they want. If they're in, if their intentions are to scare you, and to make you weak, to feel weakened by that, by its, you know, whatever it's trying to trying to scare you, I feel like you're given exactly what it wants, and it's gonna, like, it's gonna overpower you. It's just gonna have more power than you. Exactly, one hundred percent. And that could lead into attachments and being followed home because it knows you're not gonna do shit. So, <laughs> so I yeah. feel like 
showing you're afraid, even if it is there, even if it's physically showing itself, even if you are being literally pushed against the wall to show that you're afraid of it would be a big thing not to do. I agree 100%. And I do believe, like, many months ago, I showed you a picture once, I don't know if you'll remember, of, like, a picture that my two friends took in my house, and behind you, they can see, like, an apparition, almost behind. I think you did send me this picture. Yeah. Um, I believe that that is what was in the house. Wow. <laughs> I got chill just then. That, that thing, I, be- yeah. I don't know if it is demonic if it's all one but I believe that that is what it was because I seen that thing once driving down the street like because we would this is going to sound horrible we will always go and get gas <laughs> at the native reserve because it's cheaper right uh-huh. <laughs> no one can <laughs> blame you cheaper. no one yeah. can blame you the gas is cheaper you know inflation whatnot yeah yeah but I work pretty late I work until like 8 o'clock at night so I was coming back from the gas station at like 8 o'clock at night and I did see something on that side of the road. And I think this is why I don't think I'll ever see the movie Smile when I was passing it. Because it almost looked like someone was like injured. Like a woman was injured. I pulled over and she was right behind my car. With this absolute crazy smile. Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah. And mind you, I have mentioned this. I've told Cheyenne the whole, like, anthology of this thing mm-hmm. on the side of the road. And I, I, that's as far as I'll go into it. Because I feel like every time I talk about it. Yeah, don't get, don't, don't. If you don't feel comfortable yeah. talking about it, don't, don't talk about <laughs> I it. I feel like it will do something. Like, it's going to come back or something. Sometimes that, that doppelganger, that doppelganger I saw that one time mm-hmm. was smiling at me. Oh, like oh my god <laughs> hardcore smiling it's i have never like, seen my friend cinnamon smile that much like that that big of a grin before so it really kind of was eerie to me and that's why i won't watch the movie smile i'm too scared to watch the movie smile i'm a reactor i might have to yeah you'll have to <laughs> but i it's like the whole thing of i won't even really watch the conjuring movies on my own anymore like every time i think back at that house it's but that smile is something that I think about quite often. I, I say it all the time. I never trust somebody who smiles all the time. Never. No. no. Never. It's psychotic to me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, the real question is, if you could go back to that house ever, would you go walking into the house again? And have you been to that house again? So I was, I did do the tour that they asked me to do. Oh. They pay I you? Did- yeah, they did pay me. Well, That's good. <laughs> That's the only reason why I did it. Good. I did not step foot into the house, <laughs> but I stepped onto the property. I did the whole ghost tour with them. Like, and they were like, well, when we get to your house part, if you could tell us like what, give us an example of the story. And I swear to God, these people's faces when I was telling them that I was dragged into the bathroom by my hair unforgettable they they went pale yeah they the the, all the color from their face drained completely but i have not stepped foot in that house and i wouldn't for a million dollars really yeah no shot that thing called my name when it was being cleansed it's trying to get me back into that house that's exactly what i was about to get at too because it sounds like it's desperately wanting i feel like with you you got more emotionally attached to these things 
mm-hmm. then probably more than anybody who's probably been to that that place and stayed there. Yeah. You were just a target because of how much you were emotionally just kind of involved with a bunch of these encounters. And maybe you have a little bit of an empath inside you to where you could see things that more people, you know, normal people can't see. I and they fed off that. that. And they I've fed off of it. That. Yeah. You ever seen The Shining? Yeah, of course. You ever seen Doctor Sleep? Yeah. Okay, you know how like if they have the shine, the dead kind of kind of go towards them a lot more? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind that's of, like that's that's kind exactly of a it. kind of a good comparison to like an empath where it's like the the more you tap into it, the more you have the ability to tap into it. I feel like the more the people who are on the other side will kind of lean in towards you a little bit because maybe you can they can tell you know, you can tell the story, maybe they can't tell. Yeah, I've actually I have been told that. When I was pretty young, before everything got kind of crazy, too, because I was kind of exploring, like, my spirituality and, like, what real, I've said, like, what really pushed me into that was the actual event of being pulled into the, well, dragged, I'm not going to say pulled as if it was nothing, (laughs) like, I was dragged, dragged into that room, but I will say, I believe, like, before that, we went to, like, um, because we have like conventions there. We have actually a pretty big coven in my oh, area. Wow. Yeah. So, um, like my mom, like I said, my mom believed me immediately because she's always been very, a very spiritual person. So we would go to these things and we would get like crystals and stuff and we would just to have, because she liked the look of them. She didn't really understand what they meant. I understand what they mean now in my adult years, but, and we did run into someone who said that, I would definitely get married before I'm 30, <laughs> which I don't believe anymore. <laughs> How old she, are you? I was, I'm 27. You still have time. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be married by 30. What the heck? <laughs> That's so yeah. soon. I'm, I'm one year younger than you. I know. You're just a baby. That's, I, dude, I got, I got, I get called that a lot. I get called that <laughs> a lot. Yeah. You, you're young, you're young, you know. I do have a lot of time, I will say. Lots of you time. Do. We do. We both, we're very young, actually. Thank you. I don't I get that a lot anymore. <laughs> I wouldn't consider you, I wouldn't consider yourself old until you hit like at least 60. 60? At Come least on. 60. That's copium. <laughs> she said, I, I have a connection to the spiritual world. And it would make sense to me. I mean, every story you just told me. Uh, it would make perfect sense. I mean, it wouldn't make any sense if you didn't have something. Or whether you have an experience that forces you into it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I agree 100%. I will say the moment that I realized that the woman was protecting me against something else, I do remember that story. It was pretty late at night. I don't know why my door was open. I would never fall asleep with my door open obviously for obvious reasons yeah my door was wide open and i peeked out and standing in front of my door was the woman and in the bathroom which by the way didn't have too much activity at all so i don't know like aside from being dragged into the bathroom nothing ever happened in there has this woman ever like physically spoke to you i i mean aside from her telling me not to go to the basement I don't believe she ever said anything, not that I can remember. Okay, so you definitely feel like the basement was easily the most scariest or like the most demonic, possibly demonic area in the entire house. Oh, w- without a question. You think like there was a portal? That whole side of the house, yeah. I believe 
if there wasn't a portal, there was something in there that was rotten and demonic. It makes me want to, like, it kind of makes me very curious on who the woman was in life. Maybe she was never alive. Who knows? I don't know that she was. I really don't. But I'm not, I don't believe in angels. I don't, like, no offense to people who are religious. Right. I think that's a beautiful thing to be, to find something that gives you that outlook on life. I don't have that <laughs> outlook hey, on life. I'm not judging. I'm not one of those crazy Christian people who goes around <laughs> and says, well, you're going to hell for that. Yeah. I don't know if it was, it could have, I don't know that I believe in spirit guides, but it could have been, she could have been a spirit guide for me. But then why would she still be in the house when I'm gone, you know? Maybe to warn other people about whatever's in the basement. Maybe, 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 I don't know. She could be like a gatekeeper. <laughs> like, it's possible. That crazy? I, that's the, that's I've the never fun heard part. that. That's the interesting part about the unknown, because, you know, you can ask me all you want. Is there any professional in this field? And I'll always tell you, no, there's not, because we don't know everything. I mean, for all what for all we know, what we could be doing right now could be the completely wrong way to go about everything that we've been going everything we've been doing. That's actually a good point. Yeah. And I never once believed that Sam and Colby, ghost adventures, ghost hunters, uh, any person, there's no professionals. There's just no such thing. I'm never going to be a professional in this field. That's. That's just that's the fun part about the unknown is that we're just kind of diving into things we just are not aware of. Yeah, that you're right. That's that's actually a good point. I never really thought of it like that. If I'm being honest. Yeah, that, that's just how I view everything. That I like that take. Well, thank you. That's a good take. <laughs> thank you. Good. I I really enjoyed this conversation. I think it kind of like made me ask questions too. Like I was really fascinated with the story. This is very. Very crazy. Of course, yeah. I'm I happy it, I was able to get it out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm honored that, you know, you did it on my <laughs> channel. Of course. You have to do it with someone you're comfortable with. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I Thank you.